Hey there! Welcome to Dogs Are Smarter Than People, the quirky podcast that brings you writing tips and life tips. I'm Sean, and with me as always is Carrie Jones, New York Times and international best-selling author and awesome woman. I'm also Sean's wife, so he has to say that. We always start our podcast with a random thought, and then we go into the writing tip and the dog tip. Thanks for hanging out with us. Enjoy! Hey, it's random thought in the office time, Sean. I know. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling random? I'm feeling random. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling like I wish we do had the opportunity to do some random thoughts in other places besides the office. Soon we'll have our vaccine and we'll be able to wander the world again. God, I hope so. We're not old enough, apparently. Never thought I would actually get to <laughs> Want say. Want to be older. <laughs> like, I'm healthy, I'm not a teacher, and I'm not old enough. But that's all right. I want to be closer to death so I can try not to die. I know, that makes no sense. The logic's so convoluted. So speaking of intriguing conversations, deleted in old news yeah there are these fbi agents right yeah and they were um digging in this place i think in pennsylvania kind of near pittsburgh right okay like three years ago or something and they yeah. wouldn't tell anybody why they were digging they were like oh it's like um a cultural heritage site and oh like they yeah and but the files have finally been released right yes and it turns out that what they were digging for was an 1863 shipment of union gold that had been stolen or lost on its way to the u.s mint in philadelphia really and they did not find it of course not. <laughs> Allegedly, they did not find it. Well, you know what I mean? I bet they didn't. Um, I but, hope not. I really hope. Uh, so, anyways, like, apparently, they say that the dig came up empty. But according to this article on AP News, the father and son duo, this yeah. is a direct quote from that article, um, they brought a small army of federal agents to the site. And they think that they uncovered, they think the FBI actually did uncover something there. Huh. And their lawyer is suing the government yeah. to get access to the emails about the dig. Huh. So, like, much like me, they're like, eh, would they even tell us if they found that gold? Well, probably not. You know what I mean? yes. But can you imagine, like, all these FBI agents, what's your job? Well, I'm gold hunting (laughs) in Pennsylvania. Probably not a sweet gig. No. I mean, probably not a bad gig is what I meant. Oh, I think think they did it in March. That would be cool. Oh, yeah, that would be. Anyways, the people who um, are suing are treasure hunters, and they co-own a treasure hunting outfit called Finders Keepers. That's awesome. (laughs) either like treasure hunting or an exotic dance site but it's no that would be finders peepers <laughs> um but yeah it's nice so, job, thank baby. you finders peepers but it's kind of interesting right uh, yeah like, <laughs> what I, I i i'm a little perplexed at why they would take their theories to the friggin fbi i don't know maybe it's because it was government money so it would be robbing the country, or maybe they just didn't have enough manpower. Or maybe that's a, that's very ethical of them. I would have tried to dig it up because if it's gold, you can just melt it down, and oh from there God. it's not identifiable after that. Learning to be naughty from Sean. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> so there's this other article speaking of greed and not greed and selling things. You know how like there's like a 
market for like stolen copper that people around here pull out from underneath other people's houses. And oh camps. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, apparently there must be a market for chainsaws because this guy who worked for Amtrak stole and sold seventy-seven chainsaws. Really? Yeah. Were the Amtrak and, chainsaws, or was he, like, stealing new things that were being shipped on trains? I don't know, but he also allegedly sold, like, parts of the railroad itself. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know. He's from New Jersey. <laughs> he, he must be taking it, like, straight out of the Amtrak... Uh, supply room or something. I don't know, man. Because look now, he's, he also sold 103 chainsaw replacement bars and 163 replacement chains. Wow. And he had online auctions for it. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? Like, um, so he also, it counts as stealing government property too. He has one count of that. And like, he's just all over the place. But who knew that you could like make money off of Oh, you can make money off of anything. Really? How about like equipment related? Can I make money off of random rocks from our yard? Because I would like to sell some random rocks. I bet you could. You just got to figure out how to market them. Like (sighs) the new pet rock. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. When was that? Pet rocks? Yeah. 70s? I don't know. I don't either. It was around, I was a kid, probably before I was a kid. So 60s and 70s. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Hey, you know how like in Jurassic Park? Writing tip of the pod. So this week's podcast is called Let's Get Fighting. <laughs> what a docile voice. I know. <laughs> Sean just told me I was conflict diverse. And are you? I refuse to say. Okay. So one of the big things that pretty much every traditional story in Western culture needs is conflict. So, character plus want plus obstacle equals conflict, or Carrie plus Sean plus podcast equals... Happy times! <laughs> so, in your story or in your life, you have these wants, right? And sometimes there are obstacles in the way, and they keep you from getting your want. Therein lies the conflict. I, I honestly didn't know that that was like the definition of conflict in a story. Uh, in a story, um, it's, it's, it's great. Okay, so the story becomes interesting because of how you or your character deals with that obstacle to try to get your want. Makes sense. Yeah. So a lot of writers wait a really long time to get the conflict into their story, and you go through pages and pages and pages and pages and pages, going, "What does the character even want? There's no obstacle. What's going on?" Please don't do this. Why not, boo? I jumped in there. Because it's boring. Yeah. When you do this. And somebody like me will put the book down and never touch it again. That's right. If you don't get me sucked in. You got to get, you got to suck them in. That's right. One of right. the major easiest ways to suck them in. It's conflict. Yeah. You want, you as the reader want to be like, are they, are they going to get what they want? Well, the conflict is what makes you get attached to the character, right? Sometimes. I mean, a lot of Basic times. human worth, usually. Yeah. And then the conflict, yeah. Right. Basic human worth. <laughs> <laughs> Sean doesn't care. About that. <laughs> so the thing is, nobody wants their story or your life to be boring. And there are two overall types of conflict. There's the internal. Which is inside the character. And then there's the external. Which is outside the character. But those two types of conflict can be broken down anymore. Even more. 
right? Gotcha. So there are tons of different types of conflict, and you just need to choose one and make that little jerk your friend, just like I have made Shawnee my love, right? We're just going to ignore that. <laughs> and, and I have a question. Yeah. Can you Can you have both? Yes, you okay. want to have both. You want to have both? Yes, internal yeah. and external? Yeah, because that makes it more fun. Uh, so there are like all sorts of lists about types of conflicts in novels. Sometimes you'll see a list and it'll say, these are the four types. And sometimes it'll be like, these are the three types, whatever. Yeah. Nothing set in stone. Gotcha. All right. But here we picked this many. I don't remember how many, but it's like seven. Or eight. It's like 12. No, it's not 12. I'm just kidding. Ugh, conflict. This is why people listen to us. What's the first type, baby? It's character versus character. Which is? Podcaster Carrie is trying desperately to get an, not get an explicit rating on their podcast, but her co-podcaster, Sean, likes being explicit. How will Carrie make $5 a year off her podcast if it is banned? Well... I'd rather have the fun than get $5 for the whole year. And therein, our, our wants are different, right? And yeah. so, therefore, we have I conflict. I guess I am your obstacle. You are my obstacle, boo. And I'm your obstacle to fun. Uh, sometimes. You're my obstacle to money, and, I, you're, and I'm your obstacle to fun. That's so sad. You're always fun at the right times, baby. Okay, so that's number one, character versus character. One character wants something, the other character wants something else, and it uh, doesn't work well. So number two is... Character versus society. Which is... Podcaster Sean must figure must fight against an overly oppressive society that doesn't like his explicit nature. How can Sean survive in a society that crushes in his inherent Shawniness? He... <laughs> He, not, <laughs> she thinks he snuck something in there. I called him Sean. I but how on earth Sean. am I supposed to live in, with, I mean, I have my adjudicator, Carrie, here, making sure I don't break any of the rules. Society's rules. Yeah. yeah. And cuss or any of that. Yeah. Or be- gosh darn crap. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Character versus society, right? Yeah. Like Hunger Games, if you need a movie or a book. Character versus nature. That's the third kind. Nature, or an aspect of it, is about to kick your butt. Think Jaws. Think tidal waves. Think the moon messing up Earth's axis. How will be there? How will there be a podcast if you are fighting off a shark NATO? I know, we're going to make a movie, not a podcast. <laughs> we're going to wear our GoPros when we're fighting off the shark. Natives. All right. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. What's the next one, dude? Character versus technology. So your sub breaks. You only have hours to fix, attack, and live. What else happens? Your mechanical love doll decides to kill you. What if your sub and your love doll are the same thing? That's Interesting. Your because I don't know what a sub is. But anyways, a submarine. Oh, your sub. <laughs> oh, not the other kind of sub. Oh my gosh! See, this is his explicit nature coming out again. Yeah, but in the perfect world, a mechanical love doll is <laughs> is the best sub, and then you're not really hurting anybody or whatever. You're but it's all supposed to be consensual, so and a love doll can never give consent, so actually that's like the worst. Nor but anyways, take you to court. You're that's right. You, <laughs> your downloads keep buffering. 
How will you podcast? That's character versus technology, right? It sure as heck is. Okay, so then the next one, if we can make it this long, is character versus supernatural, right? Uh Uh-huh. The ghosts have invaded the podcast studio and keep whispering. Who are you going to call? Over the audio. How will you podcast? They're ruining everything, those ghosts, right? That would be the best podcast ever. That would be so cool. I want to kind of do that now. Don't you? Yeah, but our ghosts don't talk much. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? The next one is character versus self. And we have a direct quote from the Reedsy blog, which will be in our uh, podcast notes. All right. And the direct quote says, Internal strife will stem from a debate that occurs within a character. It might originate from any combination of the character's expectations, desire, duties, and or fears. So, I have massive social anxiety, but I also have a hammy tendency, right? That's right. Yeah. So, every time I have to do a podcast, what happens... You, you get panicked, and you pace around the house, and you yell at me a little bit. I don't yell at you. I clean obsessively. <laughs> I start taking, like, bleach wipes and cleaning bits off the floor. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you know I'm anxious. So, the question, right, uh-huh. the character up versus self is, will I get it together enough to podcast? Can I get over my reluctance to speak aloud because my S's are sloshy and I was bullied in order to finally have a voice? There. You know what? I've got two things to say about this. Oh, Lord. Number one. Yeah? I think podcasting is helping your S's because they're a lot less sloshy than they used to be. And if you listen to our podcast, I think because of my recessive southern accent, you'll see that my S's are actually, a lot of times I really come, finish off like a snake when I have that sound at the end of a sentence or in the you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you're awesome. I think you don't have sloshy S's I anymore. Do. No, you don't. I do. But the second thing, have you ever noticed how closely spelled strife is to wife? This way he's going to give you some strife if you don't (laughs) shut up, honey. All right. So that was character versus self, right? That's right. That's right. And the final one is character versus feet. Yeah. Do you want to talk? Think Greek tragedy or boy wizards and prophecies. You are fated to die at the hands of a monster in battle via evil male wizards. You are stuck throwing an evil ring into a volcano. You are stuck becoming a podcaster in a prescribed fate sent from God. Why? (laughs) Why, my lord? How do you deal with this once you know? How do you fight your fate? I don't know. How do you? You can't fight fate. What? Can you? Well, that's... I mean, you can fight fate. And that's the conflict, I guess, right? right? That's the conflict. Rather than just saying, oh, it's my fate, I gotta do it. Right. Okay. So, the writing tip of the pod, all crushed down, is pick a conflict... Adding internal conflict with whatever other conflict you have. You can have more than one conflict going on, but get your conflict in early. 
How about if we try to write a book and it has all the conflicts? Yeah, uh, there are books that have all the conflicts. Really? Yeah. <sighs> like, even if you think about Jaws, the main character was afraid to go into the water. Yeah. Because, like, his son or somebody died or something, yeah. drowned or something. I can't remember. But he has to fight the shark and keep the town safe, right? Okay. So that's character versus self, character versus nature of the, of the shark, mm-hmm. character versus society because of the... Um, like closing down the beaches. Yeah, because yeah, the mayor yeah. was all about greed and stuff. Right. And then I'm sure he probably had some other ones in there, too. Supernatural, because the, the shark didn't really seem all that normal. Gotcha. But you know what I mean. Technology, because the boat breaks down, things break, right? Yeah. Um, what else is there? Supernatural? Yeah. <laughs> That's just the shark itself. <laughs> I don't know. Like, is it nature or supernatural? And then fate. Was it his fate? I don't know. Maybe it's missing that one. Whatever. Close enough. There you go. Good job, love. You too, baby. I'm very informed. <laughs> dog tip for life. I had to use Gabby for this dog tip because Sparty's not really all that conflictual. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty mother. Is that a word? Huh? Is that a word? Conflictual? Yeah, it is. Okay. It's in the... Uh, Sean's Urban Dictionary. Oh, I thought it was like the George W. Bush. Dot com. Oh, <laughs> conflictual. Anyways. Anyways, so Sparty's so laid back. All he cares about is sleeping and eating and and eating and sleeping. And expelling some gas. And occasionally using the restroom. Gabby likes conflict. She loves it. And by... Authoring definition, a conflict is the character plus their want and plus obstacle, right? Yeah. So I think Gabby's biggest one above all else is to keep us safe. Yeah. Which means that everything in this world is an obstacle. Pretty much. The floor. The <laughs> yeah, because she loses traction. A doorknob. Because she can't open it. Our clap-on, clap-off C-3PO that talks randomly when she walks by and makes her jump. Yeah. <laughs> Every leaf that blows by and she barks at. Yeah. Or dog being walked or human walking down the thing. Any random new thing in the house that's over two feet tall. Like the mailman, the UPS man, the FedEx. A lamp. If you have a new lamp. Our youngest daughter in cosplay. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Me in my Bigfoot costume. Yep. She'll bark at that. <laughs> so I guess in reality this does go back to Sparty. <laughs> what? Yeah, and the dog tip would be make the most brilliant conflict you can for your story. But don't have conflicts in your life all the time. Don't be all about making up drama. Don't be a Gabby. Yeah, I yes. like it. I like it, Sean. Why? Don't be about making up drama. Don't thrive on the drama. And we all know people who thrive on the drama. Oh, God. Be it in a Facebook post. We don't even have to leave the house. Or, or be it, you know, like, and just they keep making decisions that make them have the most turmoil. Yeah. They look for grievances where grievances aren't. They don't They think exist. you're stalking them when you have no idea who they are. You know, like these people, like, yeah. connect dots to create that drama. And yeah. they live off it, right? They thrive on it. Yeah. It's interesting how some people are like that. That's right. And we see it all the time in so many different people. Oh, yeah. All the time. And Gabby. Different kinds of drama. Yeah, so you want to be chill like Sparty. Chill. I never thought about that before, but really, that's people that thrive on drama 
are making their own character conflict yeah. to make their life more interesting, possibly? Yeah, I kind of think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. That it? is interesting. Huh. There well. We learned something. <laughs> don't be a Gabby. Don't be a Gabby. Don't, don't. create drama That's and conflict. Right. You'll get it in your Only own life anyway. Only for your craft. And if you're going to choose one, choose man versus society. <laughs> Go make the world a better place. Well, there's two sides to that conflict too. So there's many sides. Hopefully, there's people many. will choose the right side. Join the force. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast all over the place. So I can make my five dollars a year. Carrie really needs that five dollars. Need it so bad, man. Um, and we'd like to shout out to um, Broke for Free, which created the track Summer Spliff. And that music is clipped and shortened in this podcast and is made available through the Creative Commons license. That's awesome. Hey, buy my books. Yes, buy her books. And find out more about us on CarrieJonesBooks.blog. We have another podcast. Loving the Strange. Live on Fridays. It's fun. And awesome. Well, it's fun for me. Yeah, Sean. But please join us. 7 o'clock, Friday night. It's all about loving the strange. And it's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Good day. Good day.